Thanks to Hello Monday from LinkedIn for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Hello Monday is a new podcast from LinkedIn's editorial team about how to get the most from Monday and your career. Find Hello Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving my listeners two months of Skillshare for free, and you can get unlimited access to over 25,000 classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your free trial today. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How you guys doing? How are you feeling today? It is pouring rain in LA, which I actually love because it gives me permission to just slow down and not feel like I'm missing out on what I should be running around doing outside if there's amazing weather or it makes me feel like I can just take it a little slower. Um, how many of you heard Monday's episode with Cynthia Jammin? It's one of the most powerful episodes we've ever done. It's intense. Uh, Cynthia is an incredible person. She's so brave. She's so courageous. And she's also such an inspiring businesswoman. She talked about how she was um, the victim of abuse from the ages of seven to 12. And she eventually put that man behind bars when she was 22 or 23. And it's a really incredible story how unrelenting her spirit is and how she continued to persevere in spite of such tremendous pain. And then she built a seven-figure business from sewing these dresses for her two little girls after having already been a pretty successful actress. She decided to become an actor early on, and she was a reoccurring role on Friends. She met her husband when she was doing a guest starring role on a show called Just Shoot Me. She wound up feeling like acting wasn't the right fit, and she wasn't sure what she was going to do. And she had this hobby of sewing, which she wound up turning into an incredibly successful business. And I only knew about Cynthia because I have three little kids and I had been buying my, my daughters those dresses. I had no idea what her story was and I had no idea what kind of a person I was about to speak to this week. So it's a really touching episode and it's inspiring on so many levels and one of the reasons I'm bringing it up again is because I posted this on Instagram. I want to make it so clear to you guys that your story matters. Your story matters. I know that you doubt that sometimes. I hear people saying to me all the time, like, so what? Or who who would care? Or is there really even room for me? You know, there's already 10,000 bloggers. There's already a million people having a podcast. There's already people who have their design line or their yoga studio. What's my take on it going to matter? It's because of you and your story and what you've been through and how you've been through it. The events in your life that unfolded and who you are and how you see the world is completely unique. So I want you to know that what you have to say is so important. You belong at the table. You belong at the table sitting here sharing your point of view. Your presence is needed at this table. And that's uh, something that my friend Brad Montague said, but it's so true. You belong at the table and such an important way to see it. There's a seat that's waiting for you. You have no idea how much your perspective could heal someone else. You have no idea how much your talent might be the thing that someone goes, yeah, I've looked at lots of candles, but I love those. There's something about it. And then they get to hear your story and 
there's a reason why they connected to that dress, to those beads, to that pie. There's something else going on. And even if they don't know your story, like I didn't know Cynthia's story. I just loved her dresses. Her perspective matters, not only because her work is unique and the colors she uses are unique, but then she winds up being able to tell her story. And that's also so, so powerful. So I just want you to really understand that what you have to say is not insignificant. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to that episode. Bottom line, there is always, 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 always room for you, for your light, for your truth. So make things, write things, paint things, share your thoughts. You could be the difference for someone else today. You could be the difference for someone else who says, you know what? I needed to hear that and I'm going to keep going and now I'm going to make things or I'm going to share my story. So I can't believe it, but the Dreamtopia workshop is just one week away. So exciting. I cannot believe we are really almost completely sold out. And it seems like 99% of the audience is flying in from all over the world, Australia and Beijing and Colorado and Vancouver. And it's so, so cool. If you haven't gotten a ticket, you could try to get a couple. I think there's a few left. You can you can use the code last call, all one word. You can get 50% off your ticket if you can get one. If not, um, and if it's all sold out by the time you try, we will do another one soon. But you may as well go ahead and try. If you feel like coming, you don't want to miss this. It's going to be two incredible days of speakers. And we're doing a sound bath each day. And the whole purpose of this event, I've hand-selected people to come so that you can immerse yourself in an experience that helps you align with who you are and your purpose and what you have to contribute to the world. So I'm really just super excited about spending that time with you guys. Um, today's guest is actually one of the speakers at our workshop. Her name is Heidi Stevens. I don't only love her because she's become a good friend of mine, but also because of her work. She's doing incredible things to help creative entrepreneurs to get clear on their strategy, up-leveling their mindset and tuning into their spirituality and to what really is at the root of what makes them them. Through her private client work and her amazing coaching program called Thrive, she's mentored more than 100 women to find success, growth, and reach that inner harmony over the last two years. And because giving this kind of advice is so in her wheelhouse, I decided to spend part of our episode today asking her some of the questions that you guys have sent in. So you definitely want to make sure to stick around because I asked her the questions that I thought were the most common things. And I think that you will appreciate this conversation. All right. Without further ado, please welcome the fabulous Heidi Stevens. Hey, Heidi, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that I'm here. It's such a like treat for me. You guys are going to see today, Heidi is um, really deep and she makes a lot of space um, and immediately, you know, you, you just go there. So let's talk about you. Um, and then we're going to do something fun at the end of the show, which we haven't done. So I'm excited, but Many of you posted questions in the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group, and I'm going to ask Heidi some of those questions. And so you're going to have your own like coaching moment here. Um, so stay tuned for that. So let's dive in. So um, Heidi, why don't you tell us, what does it mean that you are a soulful business coach? What does that mean? And where did you come to arrive at that in your journey that you wanted to put those two words together? What does that mean? And what does that mean to you? So, you know, when I first started coaching, I was a business coach and I was, you know, working with creative entrepreneurs and I was women-based, but really at the heart of what I do has so much more to do with personal transformation and mindset work. And, you know, I talk a lot about the, the mindset around money, but just 
giving ourselves permission and and the mindset and the, the really the spirituality pieces behind what drives our lives and ultimately our businesses. And I really believe how we do one thing is how we do everything. And as women entrepreneurs, it's like it's hard. We don't compartmentalize. And so mm-hmm. because so much of my work comes from the transformational space, it felt like you know, I always said the brain, I do both spirituality and strategy in my business. And it just felt like the right thing to do to call myself a soulful business coach because that's really how I approach coaching my clients and ultimately how I approach my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Heidi, you guys, she's the real thing. Heidi's built such a beautiful life for herself and it takes a lot of courage to build that kind of life. And everything you've done, it really is a mirror for what you just said about the soul journey that you clearly honor in your own life. Tell us a little bit about what that shift was like for you and how that relates to your business. So for people who maybe just need a little help putting those two things together. It's been a work in progress. Like I was the 22 or 23 year old that like just was like, struggling and just trying to figure out how to be happy and really quite honestly suffering in my job, which right out of college, I got into real estate and it was just a grind and I was like putting on suits and just like burned out so quick and so fast and had eating disorders and adrenal fatigue and massive acne and put on 40 pounds and like there was nothing hot about it. It was just a mess. Like (laughs) whenever I'm like, it was a hot mess. No, it wasn't a hot mess. It was just a mess. (laughs) Just the mess part. Hold the hot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, it's been 15 years of going, okay, what do I do next? And who do I, who do I want to become? And so it's just been this journey. And it started really in the 12 steps rooms. It started in OA and then it went to seeing this healer and this guru. Mm. And I've, the challenges that I was having with, with health and body set me on a, a personal development journey. And I kept wanting to have a different experience in my job, but kept getting pulled back into the real estate industry. So over a decade, I felt like I had this split life and split personality where I was selling commercial real estate in Beverly Hills. And then I would come home to Venice and like sit in women's circles in white caftans. And (laughs) I ended up going and getting my master's in spiritual psychology. And I just, it was just like one foot in front of each other. And at some point, about two years ago, I was like, enough is enough. I can no longer live these two split lives. I have to go and do what my, you know, my personal calling is. Like I'm not, you know, always the the woman sitting in circle. Um, and I do have this genuine like uh, gift to building businesses and, and being able to help support people in the physical world reality level um, as well as the spiritual side. And so here you have it, Soulful Business Coach, helping women build their best businesses and lives. Let's go back to the darkest point. What was the first big aha, that awakening that helped you get unstuck for me, it was actually having the the guides and the the healers that were supporting me in starting to peel back the onion and to start having a different perspective of my life. So I think I was so outer focused for so long and I thought if I can just 
make the money and if I can just, you know, lose the 30 pounds, if I can just find the guy, like then I'll be happy. And I remember sitting down in a workshop with this guy down in San Diego and he was more around the wellness and the health industries, but I was really drawn to his work. And he got so in my face. He looked directly in my eyes and it was like he was looking in my soul. And he said to me, Heidi, you're going to get the house and the husband and everything that it is that you desire your journey, your lesson that you are meant to learn is to enjoy the journey. Hmm. And it just felt like every single part of my body was like resistant to that and screaming and being like, but you don't understand. (laughs) Like I am like so miserable, like in this body and like not having those things. And, but, but like it got in, right. It's like, he was like piercing into me. And truly, like when I say it was just like one kind of guide, one healer, one this, one that, um, after another that supported me on my journey. And then what happened was I went and I got through my master's program in spiritual psychology, which I received in 2010, I was then given the lessons and given the tools to realize I actually could work my own process. Mm-hmm. And that is what I what I what I try and instill with my clients is that when we actually start learning how to get in tune with our intuition, when we actually start like going stop going out to every other person and turn the mirror back on ourselves and get those moments of quiet and get those moments of oh like what's God. actually going on inside of me, we actually have the abilities to heal ourselves and to know our next step. We just don't give ourselves the time or space. Okay. I have to tell you, nobody has said that. And that is amazing. Two things. One, how rare that we even remind ourselves that we have this knowing and we don't have to always look to someone else for an answer. But two, the fact that you just said that you figured out a way to process things and then to help other people process things. Like, In a world where things are so hectic and so busy and we have constant like thought after another thought and there's no real break in the clouds to have any certainty of like, what do I really want versus what's a fear versus what's this thing that someone else wants for me? I mean, what you're you're saying is it's radical and it's so important. So what does that process look like? Help us understand that a little bit. Sure. So these are the pieces that you're going to, you know, like that everybody says. And this is the part of um, what I've experienced as success leaves clues, right? And it's Mm. like, it's not so much that we're, that we're doing different things, but that we do things differently. And so, you know, the things that come up for me when you, when you ask that, it's like, this is not complicated. It's not always easy, but it's not complicated. It's literally getting quiet. So what does that actually look like when I say getting quiet, right? It means finding a meditation practice that works for you. And that's going to look completely different for every person. For some people, it's going to be taking a walk outside. For others, they're going to actually be able to sit. What I teach is like, it's not that there's so much of a system, but it's again, it's about figuring out what works for you. So part of it is like starting to know what you need at any given time. Because if there's like built up emotion in my body, if I go and sit in meditation for 15 minutes, it's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. 
But if I go on a run and create space or if I turn blast music and dance or if I do breath work and allow myself to move some emotion and to create space, then I can actually get quiet and start asking myself, what's really going on here? What's true for me? Another one that I love is just what I call free form writing. So this is best to do on loose form paper, not in a journal, because you want to be able to like rip it into shreds or burn it when you're done. You just write. And for someone that's more in their mental state and not, you know, not maybe you're not super connected with your body or what you're feeling, just start writing and just let it flow and set a timer. Put for five minutes and just whatever comes forward and if it squiggles or whatever, and then you just rip it up and let it go. So it's really this process. The the soulful piece is about getting in touch with your human side, getting in touch with your body, getting in touch with your, your emotions so that you can then move them and then create space for your spirit, your higher self uh, to, to come in because that is where the magic is. That is where the answers lie. That's really powerful. I think one of the things that happens is that there's so much shame, which then doesn't allow for whatever's really bubbling up for you to really make space for it. You just keep pushing it away and avoiding it and saying like, I'm good, I'm good. In order to let that part go, we have to bring the darkness into the light. And I think that part of what coaches can do and great coaches and great therapists and great rabbis or pastors or whatever it is that you turn to for support, whoever it is, I think part of it is releasing the shame. And overcoming those fears. And so I wanted to talk to you about that because I'm sure having worked with hundreds of women that you have come across fears that are consistent, fears that show up as patterns. And so I wanted to talk to you about some of that and what you think, because I'm sure as a person who was super successful as you were, who had an eating disorder, there's so much shame, right? And there's so much that gets in the way. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that and what you think are some of those consistent patterns of fears and self-doubts and then how we can bring them into the space and hold them without shunning them in order to free ourselves. What I see the pattern is is that women go, well, wait, I'm feeling whether it's shame or or I'm like I'm afraid or I don't know how or I'm scared. And instead of actually bringing those in, like like you just said, bringing the darkness into the light they push it down even farther because they think, well, I'm not being positive or I'm not doing the law of attraction right or I'm letting negative beliefs come up. When really the healing occurs through the darkness coming up, it really allows for to, to notice and to name those things that are happening and to allow them to come forward. So the way that I describe it, I feel like this is a uh, something that people can really visualize. So I like to say that we have all of these voices inside of us at any given time. And they're literally all present. Like I can do anything. And then like, can I really? I'm not really sure. And like, are you, you know, doing the right thing with your money? It's like all this stuff is happening at any given time inside of us. And so our job 
being on this conscious path and and bringing a, a level of consciousness to everything we do is to start becoming like a third-party neutral observer, okay? To actually get outside of ourselves and to watch what mm-hmm. we're thinking and to be able to start going decipher like, okay, wait, which aspect of this is coming forward right now? And all of these pieces of ourselves are on a bus. And at any given point, one of them is driving the bus. And so to notice that when fear starts coming up and driving the bus or when our like lower selves of our – basically what you're talking about is like ego-based thoughts that want to keep us locked in. So our ego, fear, shame, guilt, unworthiness – when those start coming up and we know them because they don't feel good in our body – they feel like they're kind of this like black hole. They start taking us down. You can literally feel it when oh, you yeah. start tuning in. It's not about alienating them or trying to eradicate them. It's actually about naming them, seeing them, and genuinely asking them to take a back seat mm. in the bus. So fear, I see you. I hear you. I get that you are really, really afraid to go and do X, Y, or Z, the thing that you know you should be doing, right? To move your business or whatever forward. I'm going to hold you right here and I'm also going to ask you to take a back seat and I'm going to ask that my spirit, that my heart, that my soul, that the part of me that knows that I'm capable and knows that I'm able to do this, that that part of me comes forward and starts driving Mm. the bus. And the way that you bring that part forward is through affirmation, (laughs) is through the things that we're talking about of the law of attraction. That's how to bring that part forward. But it's not stuffing that other part away. It's acknowledging it and asking for it to, you know, take a back seat. This is such an incredibly helpful metaphor because when Seth Godin was here, he said, dance with the fear. And that is similar in the idea that like courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is I'm scared and I'm doing it. Yes. And I'm taking the I'm taking the hill yes. anyway. Right. But the way that you just set that up, you could really see that. And you could you can see yourself having that conversation with yourself and saying, I'm gonna hold you. I get it. I'm not shutting the door on you. And I'm going to have you sit here and this other part of me, you're going to drive and we're all going together. Right. Because the thing that people don't get is that it is actually there for a reason. There is a reason why those thoughts or that shame or that guilt or whatever like it is, it, at some point in your life, it actually came to protect you. And as we expand, as you move into, quote unquote, your next level, your, your expanded version of yourself, um, we, you have to start doing things a different way. And so naturally, those things would come forward because they're going, oh, but hold on, let's wait. Like they're like wanting to just grip and hold and like hold on to the things that they know, yeah. right? And so it's like, of course, it would require us to take a breath take a pause, go move your body, go sit in a meditation, go dance. And to allow those things to start kind of naturally floating away. I love the the dance with fear. Here's my only thing with this. You don't want to dance with Mm -hmm. it for too long. 
So I'm all about feeling the emotion. I'm all about like letting the dark come up, but I'm also like I get fierce about moving it and transforming it and not letting myself sit in it. That's important too. Okay. So I love everything you're saying, but before we keep going, let's just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. Over the course of a lifetime, the average person spends more than 115,000 hours at work. It's equivalent to about 13 years. So finding a way to make work more rewarding and fulfilling and enjoyable is pretty much guaranteed to be a good use of your time. Hello Monday is a new podcast from LinkedIn's editorial team about how to get the most from your Monday and from your career. Each week, host Jesse Hempel sits down with featured guests to investigate the role work plays in our lives, uncovering lessons you can apply to your own career. In the first episode, she talks with Seth Meyers, and it's a really cool interview. They talk about the part of his own journey that led him into acting, and then he pivoted to comedy and then pivoted again with his career as a TV show host. And they also talk about how he hires his team and how they figure out what works for the show just by taking action and taking in the feedback, which is a huge theme on our podcast. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Also, she's going to interview incredible people like Elizabeth Gilbert, who I absolutely love. And I can't wait for that episode. I definitely think you guys are going to love this podcast. So go check it out. Whether you're five hours into your first job or you have 500 hours left until retirement, this will get you ready to take on Monday and the rest of the work week with the knowledge to make your career work for you. You can find Hello Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. So I want to ask you a few of these questions because I think in the work that you've been doing so beautifully, and you guys, you can go check out Heidi's website. She has so many incredible resources for you. But I want to ask you some of the questions from our audience because these things are are things that you definitely work with. These are very common kinds of things. And I want listeners to know that the reason I chose these questions to ask Heidi is because I see this all the time. So if this is you, or if you're one of these people who has this idea or this question or this struggle, you're not alone. So Elisa wrote in and said, her struggle is finding time. She said, I'm a single mom with a full-time job. I have a side business teaching kids yoga and mindfulness. I love it, but I'm struggling on figuring out how to have that grow when I have so many commitments that take up my time, four other people in the same thread had the same question about how do you find the time? So what's your answer for that? Oh, time's such an illusion, right? This is a tough one because I know that everyone has their experience. Like everyone has their own limitations or the way that they've set up. And I and I hope that this isn't like too, you know, like Pollyanna, if you will, but it's like we all have the same amount of time as Oprah as right. Beyonce as any other person out there and and the truth is that for us to get just to take radical personal mm. responsibility for okay what are my options who can i ask for support do i have a family member that i can say hey can you watch my kid for 2 or 3 hours while i while i go and dive in is there a work break that you can do Everyone does have a choice in how we use our time. And I really, really hear and have compassion that some people's situations are more challenging than others to find that time. And yet I know that I have watched enough women go through when they are so pulled by their why, when they are so committed to their dream or their desire they figure it out. 
right? They figure out the childcare. They figure out how to work late nights. They figure it out until whatever it is that they really want to be doing starts monetizing so that then they can work a part-time job instead of working a full-time job and create more space for their, you know, the meditation or the yoga or whatever it is that they want to do. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I do know that like the time thing, it is a I'm just going to be real here. Like it is an excuse that our ego can use to stay us locked in to our our current circumstances. Mm -hmm. So the more that you go, okay, hold up. I'm going to get really real with myself and I'm going – like I am so clear that this is what I desire and I'm going to take the steps and I'm going to do what it takes and I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to ask for creative solutions. And I'm going to stand in my power that those are going to come. They will. They will come and you will be guided about what the next step is for you to do. That's beautiful. I love what you said in that second piece about when you've seen women who are really clear about their why and their desire, it just moves mountains. And it also seems that one of the reasons people are not as productive as they want to be is because there's just a tremendous amount of self-doubt in the way because that negativity doesn't get you in that high energy state to to do as much as you could with even 45 minutes. I've seen people who are so ready to rip it open that when they only have an hour, they get so much done in that hour because there's not a whole lot holding them back. It's really that state of mind. When you're in that like high vibe place, if you have 10 minutes, you could get more done in 10 minutes than someone else who's on a sabbatical, who's in like a low state of mind and has all the time in the world. So it really has to do with where you're at. And I think that's why this work that we're talking about right now is so important. Yeah. And just, I just want to note that would just say, you know, if someone's listening and going, going, okay, wait, Kathy, like what's that high vibe state of mind? Um, It's like, it's what we just talked about, like taking the time to process, to name, to move, to do the five minute meditation, to write the affirmations. Like that is getting yourself in that high vibe. And you go and you just like commit for to do it seven days in a row, like do it as an experiment, right? Like what do you have, what do you have to lose? Go do 10 minutes of meditation yeah. and write out your affirmations. And when you notice a feeling coming up, ask it to be on the back of the bus, like go do an experiment to really practice that and see what changes. Yeah. You can't think your way there, but by doing it a little bit, you just start to find that, find that place and that arrival home. And Look, people wouldn't be talking about it for thousands of years if it didn't eventually work. Um, I want to ask you another question, Heidi. So Natasha said, I have so much inspiration. I have so many ideas. I don't know where to start or which idea is worth spending the time on. So I end up doing nothing. What do you say to people when they're like, which one do I do? I guess I do nothing because I have no clue where to start or which one is viable or which one I like the most or what I'm meant to do. What do you do? So I love this question too, because it's so classic. Classic. It's like classic, (laughs) like visionary, entrepreneurial, like ideas. Um, You know, I go back to um, Mike Dooley's book, Leveraging the Universe with this. And he talks about how you don't have to like know the whole path. You just have to take baby steps. You just have to take the next step that's in front of you. And so with this specifically, it's like pick one, pick one and like, Go take a baby step. And some people may go, well, I don't, I just don't know. Well, you're not going to know until you go and you pick one. And simply being in the spiral of not being able to choose one is actually keeping you stuck. So it's like, 
almost do like an experiment, like no pressure, no, like this is the one that has to turn out. Mike Dooley talks about this. He like keep all balls moving forward. And so if you have two that you're like, okay, these are, you know, the ones that are pulling most at my heartstrings, go and take one baby step towards each of those. Send the email, post on the Instagram, buy the stuff to do the podcast, like whatever the thing is, go and just take baby steps towards each of them every single day. And what happens is that you start to receive feedback. You're going to start getting information back from the universe going, okay, keep going in this direction. Tune in. Are you enjoying the process or does it feel like this uphill battle? So really just choosing one you know, can just make so much happen. And I feel like this is actually an important thing to share. When I, so I started coaching about five or six years ago in the real estate industry, which is my background. Um, And then I got pulled back in the real, real estate industry. And about two years ago, I said, okay, enough is enough. I have to just leave real estate and go do what I'm meant to do. Now, I had coached before. I knew I could quote unquote make money coaching, but everything in my body was like, I don't feel like coaching. Mm. I just know that I'm meant to gather women to inspire them and to support them in living their best lives. And I just had this inner intuition that I had to do an event, okay? So I was like, okay, I'm going to gather women. I'm going to put together a few speakers and I'm going to give all the proceeds to Girls Inc., a charity that I am involved in. Wow. Through that event, I had three people come up to me and say, will you coach me? And I just was like, yes. Wow. <laughs> and then, you know, fast forward two years, it's like programs and groups and one-on-one coaching and all this stuff. But like, I just had to take the steps that were in front of me and then more was revealed. And that's it. And yes. that's why I love this idea that clarity follows action. And it does. So last question from the audience. So Karen asked, I'm feeling like there isn't a place for me. She said, what I want to do is a great idea, but it's not unique. How can I ensure that I'm going to be successful and stand out? I'm not just going to be a total flop. You're not going to ensure it or that you're successful. There's no insurance. I'm just going to tell you like it is. Like there's no insurance. There is a plethora of people doing the same thing. It doesn't mean that your people, your community are not going to find you. If you go out and like follow your path and follow your journey, um, and then there are aspects of the strategic piece, which, you know, that's why I really do talk about mixing soulfulness with strategy. There are actual marketing things that you need to do in order to find your uniqueness and figure out how to share that in a way that makes you stand out from the crowd and find your words and your buzzword, right? And like get clear on who your ideal target market is. Yes, there are like marketing strategies that can support you in finding your uniqueness and that is just a limiting belief. The the whole idea that like, oh, woe is me. Um, Who am I to – you know, do this when there's already 50 other people, 100 million other people doing this is just another reason why you're holding yourself back and not taking that action. Mm. You you have to get over it and trust that like your desires and your gifts and your uniqueness is meant to be here. You are You are a human being and there truly is no one else like you. And so what you're doing will never be exactly like, it'll be very similar. It'll be very similar to what a lot of other people are doing, but it will never be the same. So you've got to get out of your own way, take those baby steps, 
And along the path, you'll find your uniqueness. You'll find what's – it's. I'm still on that. I'm like, how do I differentiate myself from all these other people like that are doing business coaching online? Like, they're, right. <laughs> It's like there's plenty of right. those people right. around. And one step at a time, I'm building my community and I'm finding my way and I'm finding my uniqueness and my own voice. And I will continue mm-hmm. to do that. Absolutely. That was so powerful. Let's talk a little bit about the business side in a little bit more detail because you are so good at it and you've been so successful in your own life and reinvented yourself and then were successful at that. What would you say if somebody said to you, Heidi, okay, so I have to make a decision about broad strokes, like where I'm going to prioritize my time. In order to be successful in business, what comes to your mind as like the top two things that you want to focus on? Sure. Get clarity on what it is your desire is. I know I already said that. That's the first step. The second step is to get clear on who you desire to work with. And if you don't know exactly, pick one. Once you start doing work of like, who would I want to work with? And you go and put that out there, then you'll get feedback back of like, yeah, a little bit different, you know, change this a, a bit. The third piece is figure out what their biggest challenge is and your job is to is to figure out what the gap is. Mm, this is so, so helpful. Where Amazing. Do, Glad to so hear it. Give a, can you give us two examples? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to speak directly to, to service-based entrepreneurs just because that's who I work with and serve the most. So a photographer, a coach, a personal stylist, a professional organizer, et cetera. So let's just take a professional organizer. You're like, I'm really, really great at organizing things. And this is something that I've naturally done. I see a lot of like moms that are like really, really good at this. And they're like, but was someone ever going to like really pay me for this? And like someone's going to pay me to come into their pantry and organize? (laughs) Um, The answer is yes, they are. And so your job is to go, okay, who would I really love to work with? And also who would really need my services? So um, ideal client, okay? Another busy mom, like their their playroom is a disaster. They don't have time to clear out their closet. You know, they've got stuff from like their kids in their garage. Okay, so that is who would need my services. Now you wanna do kind of an avatar exercise, which this is one of the modules that I offer in Thrive, where you go through and you really, really niche down on who is this woman? How much money is she making? Where does she live? What does she spend her time doing? What does she want to be spending her time doing? Okay. All these, like, where does she live online? So in regards to what I'm offering, what I'm good at, what is her biggest challenge? Her challenge is that she feels the clutter. Her challenge is that she feels like the heaviness in her house. She doesn't feel good in her environment. And as like a homemaker and as a mom and as a wife, like, our home is our domain. So see how quickly you can take someone that something that feels like frivolous, right. like organizing a pantry. And when you actually get into like, how would this change somebody's life to be able to go into somebody's house and clear out all of that clutter and the drawers and organize the playroom and have her kids feel excited about going into their toy space and to have her feel in her, in her kitchen and just feel like a domestic goddess, like now that's like, that's sexy, right? Like that feels amazing. And this professional organizer, you're going to start changing some lives by doing what you are Mm. meant to do here in the world. Wow. So apply that to a coach, apply that to a graphic designer, apply that to a, a branding, apply that to a personal stylist. Like there's 
these are the women yep. that I work with um, to support them. And it's not frivolous. It's not simply like, oh, I just want to like do something on the side, like make some extra money. Like that may be where it starts at. But what's going to actually translate and get you clients is when you come from a more soulful experience and then get strategic on how you're speaking to them, on really getting to what your ideal client's needs are and how you can support them in making that shift. Wow. It doesn't take long when you get clarity on these very simple things that you can quadruple or 5X your income. So there's other, you know, there's there's quicker ways to um, – to get clarity on who you want to serve and finding them. And I'm also a big proponent. It's Yes, I love this online space and online business, but there's a lot to be said to work with people that you already like, trust, mm-hmm. and know you. And so at the beginning, I'm really a proponent of doing both and. It's like you're building up your online presence and your online community and you are starting to share with people that you, that you already know about what you're doing. A lot of people are resistant to that. They're like, oh, I don't know. But oftentimes that's where your quickest clients will come from. And at the beginning, you're going to be quote unquote doing a lot. Like, is it a hustle? Sure, it is. And what I have found and experienced is that when you're super connected to your why and your desires and your passion, it's like the massive action piece that it does require. It can come from a really inspired place. So that, you know, you might be working long hours at the beginning. You might be trying to find is your tribe on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook. And you may be finding yourself going and taking out four hours of your day to go to a networking meeting, right? It's like you're going to be quote unquote doing a lot. But I have found both with myself and my clients that when they are in the right mindset and when you do the soulful pieces, you actually can be energized by it. And then one last piece, we haven't talked at all about this, but um, is like the other piece of this is is that when you actually start making money (laughs) doing what you love, that also energizes you. Money is energy. Mm. And so it's like I also see people doing a ton of things and like charging like $2 for it. And I'm like, of course you're depleted. Of course you're exhausted. Of course your adrenals are are fatigued because you're not actually receiving energy back in the form of money Mm -hmm. to fuel yourself, to literally like charge your worth. So um, that is a big, big, big piece of my work and something that I really support women in getting more confidence in and really being, you know, develop their sales skills um, and to really know that they have something of value and that they can ask for it and then learning how to navigate those conversations so that um, they can, again, receive back in the form of money. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was literally my last question for you because it is such an important one because I do feel like once we get clear, people will spend hours going back and revisiting those questions about who's their ideal customer because it keeps them from having to do the other stuff, which is start putting it out there. So they just, I'll just keep redoing my website or, oh, no, 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 maybe my avatar isn't clear. You know, when, when really there's just a feeling of imposter syndrome and self-doubt and shame around deserving the money or who am I to ask for this money or who am I to charge this, like you just said. So what's one thing, one nugget, one thing that we can have in mind when we want to take it to that next step and we want to put it out there and and do the offer and do the sale? Yeah. So there's two pieces of this. One is to really just 
take the time to have the clarity um, on what the offer is and what the pricing is. Um, Meaning I see so many, uh, so many entrepreneurs not actually have clarity and not have like those like three offerings. And so they're feeling like every single offer or every single client is like a one-off and like a new proposal. And like first part is really get grounded and connected to what the offering is and what you're, what you're pricing is. And of course, there's going to be times and moments where you need to shift that. The second piece is also getting really connected with your gifts and the offering that you are sharing. You can look at it as a quote unquote sell, or you can look at it as a gift and an offering. And when you're really connected to the transformation that you are going to create in somebody's life by doing what you're doing, that is when you know, like, it's just, you know, of course this is worth this amount. Of course this is like worthy of my time and your resources. And it goes back to the soulful piece, like getting really connected with who you are, what you do, how you want to serve, and then being willing to have the courage to go out and offer that to people. Like no one's going to know what you do if you don't offer it. And the other piece is like just know that there's a piece of a business that's like you have to offer it 10 times to get one response back. I see so many people go, well, Heidi, I went out and talked to three people and they all said no. So clearly like it doesn't work. No. Mm. If you go out and offer it to 50 people and all 50 people say no, okay, then we need to do some work on like the pricing or the this or the that. But like, you know, people quit way too quickly. And it's like there is an element of persistence and and continuing to fine tune and con- just continuing to, you know, door knock, if you will, and to put yourself out there. And that takes courage and that takes mindset and that takes, you know, an inner discipline that is required to have success as an entrepreneur. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Okay. I'm loving this conversation, but before we keep going, let's just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. If you're a fan of this show, you probably know how important it is to follow your curiosity and continually expand your skills and explore things that you love. That's why I think you should check out Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and so much more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, your creativity, and your career. I've taken the classes they have in productivity and social media and hand lettering. And lately, I've been trying to grow my team. So I really wanted to try out the classes they have in project management and leadership. But they also have classes in photography, creative writing, freelancing, digital illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion or start a side hustle or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those goals. You can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. You can get two months of Skillshare for free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. And that's the number two. That's right. Skillshare is offering you two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. When you first started, did you have a sense of imposter syndrome? And whether you did or didn't, I'm sure that you work with people who do. How do you get over that? So when I first started coaching, 
I did and I didn't, meaning I started coaching in the real estate world. And by that point, I'd been in real estate for eight years. I'd built a very successful business. So I knew what I had to offer was valuable and I had confidence in that. That being said, I'd never coached somebody before. So I started off small. And for me at that time, just given what I was making and who I was in the real estate industry was like 100 or $150 an hour, right? So I just like, I just started and I was like, I'm just going to offer, you know, people four sessions and see how it goes and see their response. So I started off small. And I do encourage to people to start off small, but that is when having a coach and having a mentor really is supportive because I didn't just go out and like start coaching just off the cusp. Like I went out and hired a coach and said, show me the way, show me what to do, you know, and I was able to bounce ideas off of them. And, and so, you know, ultimately that's why I do what I do to support people in getting clarity of is what I have enough and is it good and what should I charge for it and uh, what is the offering and how should I package this? And then some people, which I find a lot of creatives, they're naturally really, really good at what they do. They're not always super equipped with the business acumen to go, yeah, this makes a lot of sense from like a pricing perspective and an offering. And the more they do it, the better they get. But especially when they're just getting started, it takes a little bit of support to help guide them in that. 100%. All right. So tell us, where can we find you? Where can we find your support? Where can we find all that you have to offer? Sure. So you can go to my website, which is HeidiStevens.co. You can go to my Instagram, which is Heidi underscore underscore Stevens, or my podcast is The Soul of Business. Awesome. Thank you for being so sweet, so generous. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Oh my gosh. So I love Heidi. I love talking to Heidi. Remember, go check out everything she's doing at HeidiStevens.co. She's got a coaching program and she's got lots of cool resources to empower you and help you do your thing. I can't wait to have her at the Dreamtopia workshop. We're actually going to have some interactive coaching there with her. We're going to do a couple sessions like that at the Dreamtopia workshop, which will be interactive and really allow you guys to have a chance to share and to get some feedback. So I can't wait to see everybody I hope that this was helpful and really clarified some things that could help you get unstuck. And again, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet to Dreamtopia, go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and use the coupon code LASTCALL, all one word, to get 50% off. We would love to see you there. Also, if you want to reach out to me, the best way to do that is on Instagram at kathy.heller. And I'm going to be doing a giveaway very soon. I gave away a coach bag last time. I'm going to give away something similar, just as gorgeous, just as cool. And to find out the details of that giveaway, come on over to my Instagram at kathy.heller so that you can enter to win uh, one of these fabulous things I'm giving away. And all that's going to be required is that you show us proof that you left a review for this podcast. So if you want to get a head start and go ahead and leave a review. That would be awesome. You'll be ahead of the curve for this giveaway. So just go ahead and follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller and leave us a review on iTunes and you will be all set to go for this awesome giveaway that we'll be doing soon. Okay. Now it's time for your wins. So Jamie posted in our Facebook group and she said, I shared recently that I had some of my jewelry pieces accepted at a prestigious art gallery and jewelry store. I checked in last weekend and found out I had already sold one of my bracelets in the first week. I'm so excited because it's my first truly blind sale. My name isn't anywhere on it. So the customer liked it for what it was. It just felt really validating and also pretty surreal. 
Jamie, that's amazing. This is such a big sign that you are doing something that the world wants from you. So that is finding your ikigai. That is finding that purpose. Keep sharing your jewelry. Keep following that positive feedback and let it guide you to where you're supposed to be next. You're on the right path and you're finding your tribe, which is so cool. This is just the beginning. I can't wait to see what's in store for you this year. So keep us posted. Next win, Holly said on Facebook in our Facebook group, don't keep your day job. She said, I got fired from my horrible day job. I've been listening to the podcast and diligently planning to leave on my own to work on my business full time. And now I get to do it with severance. I can't believe it. I was getting my stuff in alignment to leave at the very same time they eliminated my position. They're even letting me finish out the month. So I have 30 days to line everything up while getting paid. It's completely surreal. Kathy, I just wrote you on Instagram last week saying I was going to leave my golden handcuffs that I've had for the last 12 years to pursue my art career. Your podcast has really mentally helped me prepare for this. I couldn't be more excited. This is definitely the best outcome I could imagine. I'm very much looking forward to carving my own path and trusting the process. Holly, this is amazing. What a sign from the world, right? Like this is what you're supposed to be doing. I'm so proud of you for getting your ducks in a row that you were already prepared for this moment because you didn't even see this coming. It clearly is time for you to be leaning into your art and going all in on building that business. So please keep us posted. I am positive that you have a beautiful, colorful life ahead of you. I can't wait to hear what's happening next. If you guys have a win that you want us to celebrate in these Thursday episodes, if you have a success story and you want us to interview you, you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller or post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. Now, one last thing is I wrote a book and it is on pre-sale. You can pre-order the book. If you go to uh, the show notes, there's a link there. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at barnesandnoble.com. You can buy the audio version. If you pre-order that book, we will continue to be rolling out specials and surprises just for those of you who pre-order the book. It means the world to me and it will help this book hopefully become a New York Times bestseller. So please go ahead and buy the book. The book is very special. It is every single thing I wanted to say to you. You can have it on your nightstand. You can take it with you to the beach. You can keep it with you in your bag. It is not only um, a regurgitation of the podcast. That really isn't what the book is. The book is me sort of solidifying what I think are the most important things for you to know to help you build your side hustle, to help you find more purpose, to help you serve the world in the way that only you can. I think you'll love this book. I think you'll wind up wanting to buy a couple copies for your friends. Um, I wrote this book as a love letter to you and it'll be like a best friend that just sits beside you and reminds you of the things that you need to hear once in a while. You just open to a page and go, yes, that's what I need to be reminded of. Also, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Leave us a rating and a review and share this show with a friend. I love you guys. And leaving us a review, you have no idea what that does for us. So please take a second and share the show. We do this show and we have a huge team and we want to keep creating amazing things. And you guys don't have to pay, obviously, to listen to podcasts. So it's an incredible way to give back for you to just share the show with someone right now, whether it's this episode or another episode, say, hey, guys, you have to check out this podcast and then leave us a review on iTunes because it helps us so much. It's what makes the difference in us climbing the iTunes charts, which is how people find out about this show. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. I'll leave you with a song of mine. By the way, as far as songs go, everyone who pre-orders the book, if you send us a copy of Proof of Pre-order, one of the perks, there'll be several along the way, but one of the perks is that I'm going to send you a link to download all of the songs that we've been playing on these episodes. So that's just one other thing for me to give back and tell you guys I love you and thank you. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. I know you have so many things you could be doing with your time. It means the world to me that you choose to spend it here. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday. When you just can't sleep 
When you're counting sheep, I'll be here for you. I'll be here for you. When you need to talk, take a good long walk. I'll be here for you.